0: Welcome to the Kingdom Community Podcast. Many in the body of Christ long for authentic community and a spiritual family to belong to. We exist to connect, equip, and send you into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the kingdom of God on earth. Now, enjoy today's show.
1: Blakeney here. Welcome to Kingdom Community, the Kingdom Community broadcast. I'm telling you, it's going to be an amazing show. My guest is Shanine Clark from the United Kingdom. She's going to be sharing on her new book, The Lord of the Silence. And we're living in a time when the clamor, the noise, all of the distractions around us is significantly impeding our ability to hear the voice of the Lord. And it's critical in this time, particularly in this season in which we live, that we hear the voice of the Lord, that we know what Jesus is saying to us, not only individually, but collectively as his church, as his ecclesia. We're in a time and a season where we must be led by the Lord more than ever. You know, it talks about in Chronicles how the sons of Issachar had understanding of the times, And why did they have an understanding? Why did they perceive, you know, the Lord allowed them to perceive the ways of God? So they might know the way that Israel might go. And we need to rediscover God's voice in this season. So we may know how we are to go as families, as as ministries, as business people and the church, and even as a voice to the world. The world needs to hear the voice of God, the voice of the Lord that brings stability, that brings refreshing, that brings healing, and just a sense of clarity and purpose in this life. So it's going to be a great broadcast. Well, I'm so excited that Shanine has joined us. And just a moment before I introduce her, uh, I just want to mention to you guys that I would love for you to know what we're doing here at the Kingdom Community. You know, we some people have asked us, so what about Awake Nations? Aren't you doing Awake Nations? Absolutely. We still have Awake Nations Ministries, but out of Awake Nations Ministries, we have launched the Kingdom Community. Our website is kingdomcommunity.global. You can go there and you can learn about what we're doing. Essentially, we are an online kingdom hub for people to connect, to be trained, uh, to be sent out, and even to create platforms for you to uh, disseminate your ministry information, your content We're curating content at this point as we are developing our online TV platform as well, which is kingdomcommunity.tv. Guys, we are streaming. We are posting videos all over the world on Roku, on Amazon TV, on Google TV, soon on Apple, on our apps. The Kingdom Community iOS app is out. You can download that. And we know that you're going to be blessed by that. This broadcast is live. We are actually streaming into all of these platforms right now. I want to mention we do offer every third Wednesday of the month we offer online, on Zoom, training courses that pertain to a kingdom paradigm, a kingdom mindset, ministering with that uh, con- in that context and perspective that we're called to preach the gospel of the kingdom throughout the world to all the nations. And then the end will come is what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14. So that's quite significant. If you would like to be part of the free training that we are doing, just email admin at dot global. It's the third Wednesday of each month. And just email admin at dot global. We will send you the information. We have 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. There are two classes that we teach. And then 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. We repeat those two classes. And that is central time in north america based here out of dallas texas and guys uh it's awesome we have an international leadership team That is sharing the word of the Lord and helping people just to move to the next level. You know, you can't go to the next level unless you grow to the next level. And it's so important in this season that we connect and we're part of the body of Christ. So many people, you know, I ask this question somewhat facetiously, but really it's truthful is, Are you a body part or are you part of the body? We need one another in this season more than ever before. God wants us to be part of his body to make a vital contribution. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16 is very clear that the body will only grow and become like Christ and manifest him on the earth when each one of us makes our contribution. But we need to come into connection. I love the story of uh, the prophet Ezekiel being summoned by the Lord to prophesy to the dry bones. It's in the 37th chapter of the book that is ne- called by his name. And we see here a valley of dry bones. And the scripture says there are many, speaking of the quantity, and they were very dry, speaking of the quality But then one translation talks about how these bones were scattered, that's the quandary. And we're living in a time and a season when the body of Christ needs to come together. We definitely need revival, guys, but we also need reformation or reformation. We need to reconnect, we need to reform, we need to become a body once again. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, Jesus said, by your love for one another our unity and our embracing of the truth and coming together in humility and compassion to fulfill the great commission to preach the gospel of the kingdom so that all men, all women everywhere in the world know the name of Jesus Christ. And that's what we are all about at the Kingdom Community. So I wanna encourage you, sign up for the free courses, admin at kingdomcommunity.global. Just shoot us an email. Or you can head over to our website, kingdomcommunity.global, and look at our membership page. We have a free membership option for you to connect. You can list your ministry in our directory. There's going to be thousands of people in there in, in the near future. We're still in soft launch mode right now. On the 10th of October, we're launching publicly. If you want to get your ministry on our platforms, on our digital media platforms, you can also reach out to me and we'll make that happen for you. So thank you guys for tuning in to the broadcast today. Please go ahead, hit the share button. This is going to be uh, just an, an incredible time of sharing. I know you're going to be encouraged. My guest is Shanine Clark. She is an author She is a speaker. She's a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and so we welcome her to the show today. Hi, Shanine. I'm so glad that you're able to join us today.
0: Hi, Glenn. Thank you for having me on your show.
1: (laughs) Uh, Awesome. So you're over in uh, in in. Well, you're not in London, but you're in the UK right now. Uh, How's life in the UK?
0: Well, pretty hectic, like most places. Um, I'm in the countryside, actually, and today I'm sitting in a 1700 cottage, but I am from London, the busy hustle and bustle, and London is slowly returning to its uh, rhythm of busyness again, and I was quite surprised to see traffic again and people engaging and out and about. So, yeah, we are slowly coming into post-COVID here in the UK.
1: Wow, that's good. That's so encouraging to hear. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God for that. Well, Shaneen, um, one of the things that I always love to hear, and I know that our guests uh, also likewise love to hear the testimony of someone like yourself. How did you come from where you were to where you are now? I mean, you're involved in ministry. You've traveled internationally. You're an author. Um, you know, just Google your name, go to your website. You're out there. But what about the journey? You obviously had a spiritual journey. Would you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, well, I'm born and raised in London, obviously from Indian heritage. Um, Back in the day, my parents' heritage would have been Hinduism. And at a very young age, at the age of probably 14, I was kind of searching for truth. And although I was brought up in London amongst many diverse religions and cultures, there was an inner search to know There must be more to life than just an Indian woman making chapatis. And um, my uncle, he was an ex-alcoholic, came over to see my father and he said, you know, I'm going over to a conference and it's on the seaside of England. Why don't you allow your children to come? So that was my younger brother, Joe, and myself. My dad being Indian and strict and wanted to keep his roots and protect them, he said, there's no way I'd send my children over to some camp in England. And my uncle said, look, this will serve your children great news. And look, let me take them. So my my, my uncle persuaded my father and off we went to this um, seaside camp. And it was a part of the Ealing movement at the time. And I got there and I thought, I'm going to go there, Glenn, for fun and everything. But, you know, I was searching for a spiritual connection. Um, because I was engaged at the age of 14, my father said to me, if you're not going to be a doctor, you will have wow. to get married very young. So
1: really. Um. Yeah,
0: very challenging. Got to this conference, and there was a man speaking on David and Goliath, which really moved me. And he said, "If there's anyone here who wants an encounter with Jesus, uh, a spiritual encounter, not just know about him, but have an actual encounter, come forward." Of course, I raised my hand and I ran forward, and that was the first day I accepted Jesus as my savior. I went home back to my, you know, parents. And I had a teacher that says, Jesus loves you. And he's coming back very soon at the back. Of course, I walked through the door and I said, Dad, I've decided I know what I'm called to do. I'm going to become a global worldwide preacher. He said, there's no <laughs> way, no way you can do that, Shanine. You'll have to get married and do that. Of course, sadly, I did get married at the age of 17 and, and divorced. But during my journey from 14 to 16, my pastor was a Scottish man named Dennis Beedy, AOG. Background, and he worked with Catherine Coleman. So he used to leave England and ushered at her meetings. And as a teenager, of course, you're very enthusiastic and excited about your faith and your encounter. And he gave me a book called Daughter of Destiny. And I read it at a very tender age. And I thought, well, if God can use a broken, divorced woman like this, Lord, use me. So this book became a mentor in my life. And my pastor often then talked about the presence of God, the tangible, presence of God in her meetings. Of course, that kind of got me going and very curious about this tangible presence. And he told me of a story um, that really moved me deeply. He um, said she was in a meeting with tens of thousands of people travelled from across the nation and queued up, you know, lined up to get into the meeting overnight. And they all yeah. got in and they're expectantly waiting and anticipating to see healings. And Catherine walks on this platform and she starts crying and people are so intrigued. They're thinking, oh, why is she crying? You know, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. But she said, there's somebody here grieving the Holy Spirit. And they're sitting on the third row. And um, she wept for a while. And then suddenly there was a pin drop of silence in the auditorium. Silence wow. like people had never experienced before. And during that silence, somebody came forward and said, it's me. I'm grieving the Spirit of wow. the living God. Anyway, they received their healing. And those sort of stories were a part of my journey. And my first sermon was at the age of sixteen called Dare to Be Great, the title of my first book. And I preached my heart out at sixteen and I wore a long dress like Catherine Coleman. <laughs> Got on the platform. I didn't I've never heard her speak. I've never seen her in my life, but I was motivated, I was encouraged, inspired by her story. So that was my background, Glenn, of coming to Jesus and of course today. I'm travelling across the nations preaching.
1: Wow, that's amazing. That's powerful. Yeah, just to let you know um two things about what you said that I can connect with. Number one, um, uh, my mom was born in Scotland. <laughs> 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 and number two, I was actually healed in a Katherine Coleman meeting as a child. Yeah. I yeah, as a very young child that was there, I think three different meetings with Catherine Kuhlman. So she's really had an indelible, left an indelible mark on my life as well. just love the anointing and the power of God that she walked in the glory. So very powerful testimony. So thank you, Shanine. Well, we are wanting to hear from you about your book, your newest book, The Lord of the Silence. We're just gonna play the trailer for that. So the Lord of the Silence, He is waiting for you in the silence.
0: Mm.
1: Tell us what motivated you to, you know, to write this book.
0: Well, it's been a journey uh, for a number of years of understanding the power of silence and being still. And I think most of us struggle with just stopping, you know, pausing because we're always doing. Um, so it's it was well as you know I'm based in London and the pinging and the dinging and the constant hurry that goes on in a city life and uh was a struggle for me and I was longing for this sort of solitude place of being alone and understanding how to engage in this presence of God I'm talking about. So this is a journey that took place in my life many about 15 years ago probably started at a young age but I didn't realize you know it would become an actual book. Yeah mm-hmm. so I studied silence and it really was poured out of a heart longing to be alone in a city of over 12 million people. I think every square mile there's about 13 and people. It's wow. on overload London. But the constant ringing and dinging brought me to a place of studying historically what silence did to people and uh-huh. okay. factually what it's doing and scientifically. So the book really is well researched and one of the powerful researches I found Glenn was in a time when in World War II in Britain we had the greatest threat here, a blitz from the Germans, the Nazis. And a man called Lord Wesleyan, pole, had a quest to get gather the whole nation of Britain for a one-minute pause of silence. And um, of course, he got the idea out. Parliament supported it, Winston Churchill supported it, and King George supported the idea. So this idea actually got manifested, BBC's began to support it. And at the strike of 9 p.m. every night, Big Ben got the nation together to pray for the common cause to overturn a battle, to overturn a threat, to overturn something that they could not control, but only through coming together and praying. So that silent minute, um, President Roosevelt of America adopted it later and he took that silent minute into the shelters, into the battlefields, into the hospitals to gather people to be silent for a minute. Now, if one minute silence can overturn a threat, a blitz, how much more can we do in our personal lives of just pausing even for a minute of the day? So, you know, I began to study that and um, more and more. And then later on, a Nazi officer came over to a British officer and had a chat. He said, you know what? I never quite understood how you managed to overturn the battle. Mm -hmm. And uh, the British officer looked at him and smiled and the Nazi officer said, but I knew it was connected to the one minute silence of the Big Ben. And that's the power of silence. That's just one of the stories I use to illustrate the power of a nation coming together, how powerful it is for the common goal and the well-being of mankind. And, you know, today more than ever, Glenn, in our culture, our COVID sort of Mm. culture that we have, people are seeking peace now more than ever. And they're looking for so many different ways and avenues to capture this peace, how to relax, how to engage. And we're seeing more and more even online on how people are trying to do mindfulness. They're using Buddhist techniques and yoga and um, all other types of methods to engage in some spiritual sort of resource but yeah. silence is found in the bible it's something our culture has lost today and we need to cultivate silence again because there's quality in being still and pausing and now now we've got this sudden pause that came upon us this unwelcome silence people are actually biting their nails thinking what we're going to do so i wrote this book during covid um and it's got a number of um examples and testimonies of what happened what i went through during COVID and which I share. And of course, many people around us today have lost businesses, churches, they've lost money, they've lost lives. Um, I lost my mother this year and I I know what it means to grieve, but not uh, over COVID, but generally a death in a family is always very difficult. So the book highlights and talks about the COVID. But what I really want to talk about is also during the pause of 18 months ago, I, as a a member of my family, we saw God move so powerfully. Glenn, we saw the greatest breakthrough in our lives. Prior to COVID, we were going through so much. You can call it hell. We lost money. We lost, there were so many things going on in our lives. Everything was going on. And I remember I planted a seed, and I'm not into prosperity gospel. I want to make that clear. I'm not one of those prosperity gospel. I do not believe in that. I think that's done so much damage to the church, to the people, and it's put people off. I'm talking about the prosperity also of the soul and the mind. But this was something I did many years ago, Glenn. I planted a seed 18 years ago, and that seed multiplied during COVID. And we had the biggest breakthrough, which I talk about in my last chapter, during COVID during covid and i cannot wait to share the story i cannot share the story right now because of the nda we signed but i'm looking forward to sharing about the god the lord of the silence how he works in our crisis in silence how he works behind the scenes how he works when we don't hear it and in second um, first samuel chapter 12 verse 16 you know there's a powerful scripture there it says the lord says to samuel stop stand still and look what i've done Look around you. And sometimes I think the church, we don't even have time to see what God has done or is doing or what he's done around us or what he's doing in the community or around the world. Mm. We need to stop and pause. Glenn, we just need to know and understand, just like Kathleen Kuhlman, the sensitivity of knowing how to be led by the spirit. I think we, as a, as a generation rely so much on technology i'm not against technology i think it's amazing what you're doing glenn and what you're about to launch i think it's the way forward but somehow it's robbed us from the quality of life
1: now i was
0: you know glenn i was addicted to hurry i had a hurry hurry syndrome and during the covid i had to look at the virus within and Uh. there is a virus within today of restlessness, of being addicted to the phone, being addicted to things that prevent us from growing and hearing God's voice. And we have to look at the virus within us. What symptoms do we have? The book encourages you how to look within. And uh, I had to do that. (laughs) And I had to deal with that addiction to hurrying all the time, doing all the time, and learning to be silent still.
1: Yeah, Uh, awesome. You know, one of the the scriptures There's so many scriptures that talk about silence and being still. Mm -hmm. And one of the the scriptures that I particularly love is, is in Psalm 46, where it talks about being still and knowing that he is the Lord. And, you know, knowing God, being still and actually knowing that he is God One translation says, cease striving and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Psalm 46.10. And knowing that he's God, the word, of course, yada in Hebrew, Mm -hmm. means to know personally and intimately. But what precedes that is being still. Mm-hmm. So it's not just being still and well. What do I do? People get fidgety. They they're so restless. And I guess that's part of the process too, isn't it? Where we we recognize, oh, I can't even be still. I don't know what it's like to be still. And yeah, <laughs> but right. ultimately, this isn't just about stopping and and not being active so much. But when the Bible talks about waiting on the Lord, I guess there's a difference. But there's still a correlation between waiting for the Lord and waiting on the Lord. But So when we are asked by the Lord and joined by the Lord in Scripture to be still, what, what does that look like?
0: Yeah, that's a good question, Glenn. Um, a lot of people ask the question, oh, do I have to go away? I mean, si- you know, silence actually means to... Um, refrain from speaking, that can happen any time of the day while you're cooking, in the car, while you're on a jog, on a walk. So it's not literally like the monks did back in the day or you have to literally be silent all day and stop working. No, it just means to refrain from speaking. And solitude actually means to be alone from all, you know, shut down all external stimuli. And to be still means to stop, do nothing. Now, you can practice that during the day and I, I teach that in the book how to practice it while you're cooking while you're you know doing chores around the house the greatest things happen while you're cleaning the house ladies honestly i mean you know god speaks to you while you're cleaning the house i mean you could be in the car often i'm in the car and you can practice waiting for the kids to come out of school you just have a minute or two and i think to make it and cultivate it as a lifestyle you in, you will enjoy it more it's not another tick box off your list yeah. I'm going to wait. Um, so it can be practiced in many ways. The, the, the quality of being still has many testimonies. It deals with the internal life. It puts a deeper reflective, where Paul talks about in Ephesians 3, 16, where he says, be strengthened in the inner man. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that our outward man is perishing. Come on, it's going down daily. We always want to look younger and beautiful and whatever, yes. but it's the inward man. That needs strengthening that needs the power of the holy spirit to strengthen the very core of you so you can stand and withstand any storm now i can't i've been through many storms in my life and i i'm going to share them one day and some of them because they were absolutely traumatic but i came through them because i understood when moses came to the red sea in exodus 14:14, god said be still and watch i will fight the battle for you now that doesn't mean you don't do anything You keep doing what you're doing, but you learn the art of knowing when to be still. Sometimes you need to refrain. Maybe you're not seeing the results you want to. Maybe you're struggling with peace. Maybe you're struggling with reaching a certain growth um, desire you have in your life, a business. I don't know whatever it is, but if you learn to practice being still as David in the ancient day knew, still a no. Now, he uses the word no, the word yada. Right. Those that know their God shall do exploits, great exploits, great exploits. So unless you know him, you can know about him. If you don't know him personally, you cannot enjoy him. And I think the art of being still and the practice is learning how to listen, how to engage, how to enjoy him and allowing him to search deep within what's really going on. Sometimes we're running away from problems or the virus within. And it's a beautiful time where David's prayer says, search me, O Lord, know me, try me. And there I will send you the wisdom in your innermost being. And you know, Glenn, there's many stories. George Washington Carver was an African-American and in his writings and journals, it says when he was still in the laboratory working, he got the idea of what he could do with a small peanut, a small little peanut to make peanut butter. And look, we have peanut butter right across America today because of George Washington Carver's silent moment. Some of you are gonna have your greatest ideas during your silence, during the stillness. Okay. Yeah. And you, you read it through the history books, you read it through great men and great movers and shakers and revivalists and leaders. They mm-hmm. knew the power of solitude. They knew the power of being still and getting alone, away from the noise, the pinging and the dinging. Look, we are into texting and not talking. That's we, true. We don't meet. We, we, don't, we tweet. We rely more on technology than we do on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Excited for a road trip? Started off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. We're, we're, to, we're in a together world, but we're alone. And we're yeah. beginning to get used to being alone mm. in a together world. Yeah. So there is a challenge out to our generation, our church. How do we desire to be led by the spirit again? Mm. How do we desire to experience the move of God, the, the revival that people are talking about, the awakening, spiritual awakening that we want, Glenn? Yeah. And, you know, there's a story of revival I want to just share. Um,
1: yes, please.
0: It's about the Hebridean revival in Scotland, as you've got Scottish connections here. Glenn, you're going to love it, and I'm sure you read about it. It's about the revival that took place because of two little women called the Lewis sisters. One was blind, one was bent and crippled with arthritis. These two women prayed daily in a little hut on this island. They didn't say, Lord, heal me from my blind eyes. Heal my arthritis. They said, heal our land. Mm. Heal our land. And sometimes we need to uh, search our hearts. What are we always praying about? Is it always about us? Or do we have God's agenda on track? Anyway, they prayed. And then one day revival came to the land of the Hebrides in Scotland. And do you know what the book says and the research says? That suddenly in the chapel, there was a stillness of eternity. No one could say a word. Wow. That when was the last time you who are listening experience the wow factor of god where you had to tiptoe in his presence because they literally had to tiptoe where we as a church have lost the wow factor the honor of his presence oh he's here oh is he no he's here which means honor it means how great thou art he is here and i think we need that to come back to the church of the wow factor of the presence of God. Now, I'm not into the wacky hoopy-coopy stuff that's out there that, you know, I know a lot of people are sensationalism and they want to feel something and want a prophetic word. No, I'm talking about the authenticity of the manifestation of the presence of God. And God can use anyone right now who's listening about the presence of God. He's not looking for people that are equipped always. He's not looking for, you know, beautiful things around us. He's looking for the broken. He's looking for those that are nothing today. Um that are maybe misfits in society. Mm-hmm. You're the kind of people God uses. You look at kathleen Kuhlman, she was a I, I found her weird when I found and when I found her on screen. I thought, whoa, God was a really wacky strange woman, freckles, red hair, nothing wrong with freckles or red hair. <laughs> but she had this strange way of speaking and engaging. Yes. But that is what God uses. Yes. And He is, God uses the weird and wonderful people out there. I always find that very liberating that he could do that. And um, if you're weird and wonderful out there listening right now, he's after you because that's exactly what he targets. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, so powerful. Yeah. And what you just said about the, you know, the wow factor of really the fear of the Lord, the awe of the Mm. Lord. There was a time several years ago, I remember we were ministering in Florida in the United States, and there a few congregations came together, and I think it was on the second or third night. Mm-hmm. We, we had such a tangible uh, presence of the Lord that we literally, everyone went either on their knees or prostrate on the floor, and we could not even speak. And it was such a holy hush in that place that I personally was like, okay, what do we do with this? You know? And I was trying to, to manage it so to speak Mm -hmm. in my mind. And I knew immediately the Lord was saying to me, you don't do anything. And I honestly, I don't, I've never really shared this publicly, but I felt like if I got up and I tried to speak that, I, I would have been struck down by the, mm. uh, not in a, in a sense of destroying me, but just like it was so out of order for me. It would have been so out of order for me to have done that. And I think about, you know, obviously in the United kingdom with the queen and everything, yeah. if the queen walks into a, a room and you were there, I mean, people wouldn't just continue talking as mm. you know, engaging in conversation. They would stop they would turn around and they would look to the Queen. Obviously, and how much more uh, should we be engaged in in that silence, in reverence and respect for God? But not just out of a sense of in duty, but mm-hmm. out of really just acknowledging how awesome He is and how much we need Him. Mm-hmm. Um, so much comes out of that time of being still and listening doesn't it
0: yes i think silence is an invitation not an obligation i mm. think if in our marriages and relationships if it, if it was an obligation you would not enjoy them if mm. some of you are listening out there and you're not enjoying your your christianity or your faith walk you may be dehydrated because of just what's going on around you right now i just want to encourage people that god invites you you're not obligated. It's, right. it's, it's, it's it's a win-win way. He invites you, you come in, and he he just enters into your world and sits with you and hangs out with you casually. It's not this scary sort of hokey-pokey stuff. You've got to sit and go, ooh, what? Wow. ooh, the presence is here. It's nothing like that. It's a practical presence. The presence of God could be encountered anywhere, even in the loo, in the shower, on your bicycle. You could be fixing the car. It could be anywhere, but learning to practice a presence throughout your life becomes a lifestyle. And I think that's what we miss. We, we make it so complicated. Oh, we've got to now do this and do that. No, it's not a formula. It's a lifestyle. You know, suddenly you can have a, a moment of stillness, just sitting on the sofa and enjoying that moment. But there is times where we have to be intentional on waiting on God. Mm-hmm. And Zephaniah and Zechariah, you see, it says a holy hush came into the presence or wow. a uh, holy hush came into the temple and the presence of God came in. So throughout mm-hmm. the Bible, you see uh, the, the hush of God. You see it in Revelation. In the, in the beginning when God created the world, there was silence. And it was out of silence he created the world. He spoke the world. So if you are looking and you're listening right now and you need a word in your spirit, you need something for your home, your family, your finances, whatever it is, it is just be still. And God will give you an idea. God will give you the power to stand strong in the midst of your crisis, in the midst of the storm, to believe for the impossible. Because he said, I give you the peace the world cannot give you. I don't know where you're searching for your peace. It could be on a Sunday sermon. It could be on the tree, on the social media. Yes, you'll get something there. But I'm talking about the real intimacy from the Lord of the silence. The real divine connection is called a wireless connection. Mm -hmm. that's what it is and it's internal and when that power of the spirit of god breathes in while you're waiting ideas will come Mm. yep and the god will start speaking to you what's hindering you you just have to allow it simply to say you know what i'm gonna let go and kind of try this practice of being still again waiting like david did and um Enjoying God. I think we've lost a bit of joy in the church. I think the church is so constipated right now. Worrying yeah. about who's taken the jab, who's not taken the jab, judging that brother over there and worrying about Black Lives Matters or this is racist, that is. Yes, that's all in the world. I get that. But if the church can just come on one common ground of beginning to love again, beginning to just love because the Holy Spirit pours out the love of Christ in our hearts. Right. And if we don't have that love going on, Because if you haven't loved, you haven't lived. Because love is the power factor. And if the church just grabs that, it's just not another little cliche. Oh, God is love. No, love is power. Because even in Catherine's meetings, and I'm bringing her up because we both have that connection, there was compassion for the loss. There was compassion for the sick. When you've lost that, anyone listening, you lost life. Because when you... When you deliver and move out of the place of compassion, you can touch anyone around you and you can change your world, your community, your church, your family. So coming back to the love factor is a big deal in being still because that's what he pours in you. Love for your enemies. Oh, my goodness. How hard's that? Yes. I struggled with that, Glenn. Loving the brother in church that's kind of dissed you or blanked you or hurt you yes. and, and God saying, pray for them and you'll get over it, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely yeah no look you've just touched on something that's so profound and and i just want to kind of double click on it here. <laughs> yeah you know we we so focus so much on behavior modification when well, we need to we need to love these people we need to honor these people we you know and and all of that is certainly uh, scriptural and it's the right thing but when we are connected to the vine as a branch, Jesus said in John 15, you know, one of his last messages while he was on the earth was about the branch being connected or abiding in the vine. Mm-hmm. And think about that. When, when that branch is connected to the vine, the life that is in the vine flows into mm-hmm. the branch effortlessly and that life begins to manifest the fruit. Years ago, I think Martin Luther wrote in his commentary in Galatians, he spoke about how it basically paraphrasing, uh, it's not the fruit that makes the tree good, but it's the tree that makes the fruit good. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, when we're connected to him, it, the fruit of the Spirit, it's not our fruit, it's the fruit yeah. of the Spirit, begins to manifest in us. We love people, we see people the way God does. We're patient, we're kind we're compassionate. And I just said the same thing the other day about compassion. Jesus was moved with compassion. Mm -hmm. We lose compassion for people. There's been a disconnect somewhere and we need to get back to that. So let's just take that uh, a little bit further in Mm -hmm. terms of practical ways (laughs) to live, to do this and to be still. I mean, do you talk about that in your book? What does that look like?
0: Yeah, uh, it's in my book. Yes, definitely. How to meditate on the word, uh, how to be still, practical ways of engaging um, is very important because, you know, you can preach all day, but if you don't know how to apply the practical applications, it's no good. So yes, it's in the book. I'm also planning to get a workbook out and a teaching on the whole practice of this area. How do you practice it? Well, I think number one is be intentional about it. Um, Be intentional really does help because it will help you make it a priority some point in your day. Now, everyone's different. Some people are morning people, some people are afternoon, evening people. Whatever suits you best. Don't try to copy someone else's formula. Have your own because we're all different, you know. I'm a bit of a morning person and some days I'm not. So some days I change when I do my private life time. And Anyway, so number one is find your way of doing it, your way that fits in your program. And that's not really important. So when you get that moment, just bring a journal out, sit there and be still. And that means cutting off from all external stimuli to actually cut off everything stop speaking, which is gonna be so challenging, especially for you women out there. Maybe some of you men are really good at this, I don't know. But, but you know, so be still and stop. Okay, you may not hear a word. You might say, well, nothing's happening. I wanna feel something, I wanna hear something. You won't always hear something. God will test you to see how much you want this as well. <laughs> so right. you might go through a testing time. But as you begin to good practice, you will, you will begin to practically realize that it's actually going to calm your physical body down because scientists have recently proven, um, the Global Health Organization has said that noise is damaging our cognitive ability to think. Wow. And that is true. And the second research that's been proven that young people said they'd rather have electric shock than be alone with their thoughts and be quiet. Wow. Now, this this is scientific research here. So research plays a big role in our culture and our society. I'm a firm believer of researching stuff thoroughly. And so the noise that's in your life right now, once you learn to cut it off, you'll begin to see changes the way your cognitive ability functions Mm -hmm. because you're addicted to a tweet or a message and constantly touching Mm -hmm. your phone or doing something. You'll realize your behavior will change practically. So if you just do it throughout the day, once a day, practice just being a still, Over time, you'll begin to get used to looking out for hearing the voice of God, hearing the Holy Spirit. And you might hear something one day. You might hear it immediately. You might not hear it for a while. Don't give up, because you will eventually hear it. Ultimately, the Word of God is our source to hear the Word. But that's some of the steps. And also one of the things to stay focused, you can grab a scripture, and I often do this, and mull over it. I've been actually... Mullin uh, over him, over the vine john 15 where he says okay. if you're in me i'm in you if you don't bear much fruit i'll cut your branch off to bear yeah. much fruit so that's where i've been hanging out lately so hang out with the scripture that appeals to you speaks to you break it down in your mind begin to meditate on it marinate and it's the incubator in your spiritual life that, like mm. a slow cooker that will bring out the gems in your life, ideas, resources, new connections, new way of living, better you. And it will certainly help you to be led by the Spirit and not by the environment around you.
1: Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, you know, I was thinking of the scripture in in Hebrews chapter 5. It talks about solid food. Um, In the Amplified, it says this, Hebrews 5.14, solid food is for full-grown men. Yes. For those whose senses and mental faculties are trained mm-hmm. by practice to distinguish and discriminate and so on. Mm-hmm. And you know, one translation says who through constant use and and um, you know what you said just regarding the fact that in the beginning, um when you're trying to you're disengaging from from digital devices and the noise and the distractions, it actually can be shocking. Um mm-hmm. And, but yet, ultimately, in order to change, you know, there is a rewiring and a relayering process that takes place in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so we, we know, we know this. So, you know, obviously, guys, if you're listening to this and you're know, like, I just don't listen, I don't have any time to be still. I think it was Susanna Wesley raising all the kids, just pull the cover over and be still for a while. Yes. And, and so we need that in our, our culture more than ever. And out of that, I mean, I believe, and this is my personal experience, um, I've always been a person who values being silent, being mm-hmm. alone, with God praying, worshiping, and listening. My whole testimony, how I was called into ministry, and so many things have come out of that. And I've found that when I'm very busy and I have a lot to do, if I will prioritize my communion with the Holy Spirit, then I get so much more done. Like, well, if I have eight hours and I spend a couple of hours just worship and prayer with the Lord, and then in those six hours, I get three times as much done. Sometimes in an hour, I get everything done that I thought would take me days, you know, because you get download from the Holy Spirit and, and so on and things just flow and and that's that so that's powerful um be still and know yada experiential personally that i'm god we need to know him Mm -hmm. as god we're Mm -hmm. not God; he is Mm -hmm. um how how does that and you mentioned daniel where he talks about those who know their God shall be strong and do great. Yeah.
0: And Isaiah 30 verse 15 says in quietness and rest, you will find your strength. And Mm. Isaiah knew that quietness and even Elijah, when he was suicidal and depressed from Jezebel, some of you may be feeling that way. I don't know. You may well be feeling suicidal. You may well be feeling depressed and on tablets, whatever it is. You may be looking for the whisper in the wrong places, just like uh, Elijah was in the fire and the wind, but it came in a still quiet voice. And sometimes we just need to get to that place of enjoying the rest that comes during these difficult times that we need to embrace in so we can become the best of what's ahead for us. But you know, so much is lost in our generation of understanding the power of cultivating the quality of solitude and silence. And John Wesley, a great revivalist, most of you know it, from Britain, he said, I set myself on fire and people watch me burn and how did he do that he did that during his quiet moments and jesus did it he he was he was very deliberate and uh, uh, he never explained why he had to go away he used to just go off and it may appear rude when you do that in your lives but you know what it's worth it don't please people just get your quiet moment in and jesus often did miracles and went into the wilderness to be quiet with god He knew the the skill. He's the greatest leader who ever lived. You know, people talk about so many philosophers and leaders. and. If God wanted a politician, he would have sent one. But he sent Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the answer, even in politics. You know, recently, Glenn, I sent my uh, book over to Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of England, and he wrote to me. And I have a wonderful letter from Boris Johnson, I'm I'm very happy to say. And he, he quotes the Winston Churchill Silent Minute, And I think some of us need to make bold steps and during those moments of um, being in the incubator of silence, you know, you get led to do things that are way out of the box. You do things that are bold and fun and loud and that that cause God to be shown in unknown places. So I thought, going to make a bold step right to the prime minister of England. And that's the beauty of being alone with God. You do things that you never expected you would do.
1: Right. Yeah, that's amazing. So you get a letter from Ten Downing Street. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that must have been a shock to see that. Well, Uh, I
0: sent the book deliberately because he's a real Churchillian fan. You know, he loves the leadership of Churchill, and I thought, well, there's a connection there, and um, I never thought I'd get a response back, but we did, and I'm glad. Who knows? He may have read the book. Right. Who knows? You know, this is a time to reach people. People are searching on every level. There is a spiritual awakening taking place. We're talking about revival. We're talking about reformation. But we need an awakening. We need an internal awakening. You know, we're looking at external factors to fix our government, to fix our situation, our education, everything out there. But really, right now, some of you just need a personal encounter. You need a personal touch. That's what I'm talking about. A touch from the living God. And who is he? Jesus. Jesus was sent to you right now. And I am speaking, I just feel that, that some of you need to hear that he's the real deal. You know, some of you have just done church for too long and you're bored and you, you become so religious, you just need to deal with that stuff, that religious spirit and get real in the relationship with jesus it's not about religion it's about a relationship with jesus and that's what i'm promoting on here today i'm promoting jesus i'm promoting intimacy to engage in silence and get to know this jesus again in your crisis yeah you'll fall in love with him all over again and some of you listening you know you're you're you know what I'm talking about. You know you need a touch. In fact, just last night I had a text from my niece. She, she, my niece was in hospital with COVID last night, and they said that she had a lump on her, uh, lump on her, her lungs, uh, or something. And we all prayed. And this morning we got uh, a message saying all is clear. Do you know what? There is no distance with the power of the Holy Spirit. Wherever you are, wherever we're talking, I'm in England. Wherever you are, around the globe, Asia, Africa. Right now in this network with Glenn, you are engaged with the power of God. And we are going to pray for you to be healed and touched and transformed and encounter this living Jesus again.
1: Amen. Amen. And why don't you go ahead and do that, Shanine?
0: Lord, I just pray in the name which is above every other name right now that you would touch every life out there that's bored, that's become dehydrated of the pressures of life, that they would witness and encounter a fresh touch with you, that they would learn the art of silence, that they would learn to be still in their storm and hear your voice, that you will step in right now and fight their battles for them. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Wow, amen. Awesome. Wow, this is very good. Um, I'm definitely going to read your book <laughs> you know I,
0: my book <laughs>
1: yeah so how how do we get a, a copy of your book Shanine?
0: you can get the book on amazon it's available the sock, uh, the paperback the ebook and you can also go on shanineclark.com, sign up for the newsletter to hear more updates on the book and things i'm up to and yeah just google me go on my instagram there's a few little posts on there that i've been posting up um, it's Shannon clark and uh, my name is clark with an e just to let you know, right. Love to hear from you.
1: Yeah, that's great. Well, awesome. We'll certainly we'll do that. So this has been a very uh, powerful, riveting conversation, and I'm um, looking forward to to doing this again. Sure. Uh, yeah, awesome. So, thank you so much for being our guest. Do you have any closing thoughts you'd like to share with our guests?
0: Yeah, I think the closing thought. People are my 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 deepest heart is in the area of seeing lives being touched transformed saved and i just want to say that if there's anyone out there who doesn't know jesus and you're tuned in ask him to come into your life and get hold of glenn and get connected to this this network because we are about to see a great move of the holy spirit across the nations of the world and it will happen online we are going to see a revival that we've never even dreamt or seen before or read about and it's coming online because online is what God is using right now. So stay connected. God bless you. And I'm thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, look forward to being with you again, Glenn.
1: Well, thank you. We really uh, were blessed by your sharing. Definitely good stuff. And look forward to having you on again, Shadeen. You have a, a blessed day, afternoon where you are.
0: Yes, and thank
1: you. Uh, yeah, thanks again for being on the program with us. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Well, guys, that was powerful, wasn't it? Shanine Clark, you can go to her website, shanineclark.com. Purchase her book, Lord of the Silence. It's uh, found on our website, also on Amazon. Um, man, that was good, good stuff. I'm really looking forward to uh, reading the book. Um, You know, one of the things that I wanted to mention in closing is we would love to connect with you wherever you are in the world. We have started something called the Kingdom Community. Essentially, the Lord really started this, and we've just been trying to catch up with him and bring some definition to it. What is it that um, the Lord has been doing? And, well, I believe that he wants us to connect He wants us to be equipped and he wants to send us out to make a difference in the world we need to connect with the lord we need to connect with others that have the same mindset not with dead religious systems and not but the living and true god let's connect with him jesus said in john 17 verse 3 this is eternal life that they may know you he was praying to his father the only true god and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. They may know you. It's the equivalent of the Hebrew word yada, ginosko in the Greek language, and it means to know experientially, to know personally. God wants to know you and he wants you to know him. He knows of you, obviously, and he knows everything about you, but he wants to have that intimate, personal relationship and connection with you. It will change everything. We're here to help equip you, to help see you mentored and and trained to grow in your relationship with the Lord, as well as to step into your purpose, your destiny. God has this plan for your life. You have specific gifts and calling that that will cause you to really discover your purpose. And we want to help you with that. We offer free training and mentoring online. It's the third Wednesday of every month. And if you would like to be included on that, we offer it in the morning and in the evening. Just send us an email, admin at kingdomcommunity.global. Just check out the website, kingdomcommunity.global. And uh, the resources we have there, just select one of the memberships. We have a free membership. We give away so much, guys, to help you and your ministry. We are calling your platform to grow and uh, to be positioned to make an impact upon others as well. If you'd like to know more about our uh, television platforms, how you can get your ministry positioned on those platforms, send an email to admin at kingdomcommunity.global. Again, that email address is admin at kingdomcommunity.global. Thank you again for joining me. My name is Glenn Blakeney. What a powerful interview that we had with Shanine Clark today. Very, very powerful man. Good stuff. Check out her book, Lord of the Silence, and look forward to seeing you guys next time here on Kingdom Community. Have an amazing day in the name of Jesus Christ.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Community Podcast. To learn more about us, including how to connect with our Kingdom Community, please visit our website, kingdomcommunity.global. If you're enjoying this show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so other listeners like you can be encouraged. We really appreciate that effort, and we hope you will join us again in the next episode of the Kingdom Community Podcast.